pour yourself a drink. It's time for your favorite podcast. We're going to get truly honest. Hey, Kara. Hey, Alyssa. <laughs> I was dying on my sip. I was like, ah. <laughs> I heard you gulping. <laughs> How are you? I am good. How are you? I'm well, thanks. Awesome. How was your week? I feel like you always ask me, so I'm going to throw it a curveball and you're going first tonight. Yeah. Um, my week was great. I cannot think of anything noteworthy, so I guess that's a plus. What about you? <laughs> yeah, because if you can't think of anything bad that happened, then that's a good thing. Okay, touche. Um, <laughs> my week was good. Um, spent the whole day at the soccer which was fun it was kind of fun just to be like back in the groove of like how our Saturdays are normally spent um which is I mean it's just nice to be outside really um everybody was smart everybody was safe which is always good um but it's just nice to be outside and not watching bad tv all day um and I go for my first dress fitting tomorrow well I guess today by the time this airs but um, I go see my dress and get my first round of fitting done. What time? I don't, I'm not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't mean to roll up? No. Oh. They wouldn't let you in anyway because there's by appointment only because of everything going on. But still, no. There is a window. Not in the changing area. Yeah, but if you go out to that like main floor where like the runway is. Yeah, that's not where I'm going. I'm going to hang out in the downstairs with the seamstress. Oh. <laughs> You're so disappointed. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a little door down there, though, with a window. Well, I guess you'll just have to creep outside there all day until my car comes in the parking lot, won't you? Don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> Yeah, so that's exciting. That's, like, my big news. I'm really excited to go see it and start that process. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, because you don't know what it looks like. I know. I'm pretty devastated, honestly. (laughs) You and everybody else. You'll all be okay. I know. At least I'm not, like, the only one left out. Like, I feel some type of, like, communal sadness for it. With how excited everybody is, I'm going to be really upset if everybody's like, I don't like it. Uh, imagine walking out and maybe like, oh. <laughs> I, that would never happen, but I will a kick funny you. scenario. <laughs> I will literally kick you. Um, but yeah, so that's exciting. Oh, um, I guess still on the wedding topic, which I can show you this. Um, my grandmother is making my veil and she sent me some fabrics and we picked on what fabric to pair with the dress, which is exciting. That is so special. I'm so excited to see that. Yeah. Um, well, both my mom and my grandmother both made their dresses. So the fact that like mine is from a store is like a, I guess, very faux pas. Not even, but it's just... <laughs> They're good with We're... a needle and thread, and I can't even fix a button. Well, why didn't they make yours then if they're so good? Well, they don't have time now. <laughs> they're busy. <laughs> Just kidding. living life. My grandma did Can say totally something relate. funny when uh, we were there. 
I tried on this dress that had like, I guess a design or a bow in the back. Um, and it was very, it was really, really pretty. Um, but then the next dress I tried on, my grandma was like, well, now that I've seen a bow in the back, like, what are people going to look at as you're walking away? And I was like, my butt. I was like, I do squats. I was like, I work hard for this. And <laughs> my grandma and my mom just start laughing. Like three of the other girls and they're trying on dresses, like turned around. And I was like, I can't be the only one exercising for this ordeal. It was very funny. Right. Um, but of course, me in my blunt fashion, I probably said it louder than I should have. Oh, well, that's fine. Yeah, that's what I thought. But yeah. Cool. Well, let's get into our topic. Um, I'm so excited. So <laughs> Karen and I, we, I can't even talk anymore today. We were kind of just going back and forth like we usually do. And we both are in complete agreement that strippers are amazing. 1,000%. Like, they just, they have a complete package, really. Yeah, they're a quadruple threat. (laughs) I think this all stemmed from, you know what, I don't even know. But we both agreed that we would have totally worked at a strip club, not as a stripper, but, like, as a bartender. But, like, because the money is there. Yeah, and I think we agreed that we would both be bartenders. I just want to put a disclaimer on there is because we have no dancing talent. Like, I want to be the girl on the pole. Like, if I'm in a strip club, I am, like, in awe by the talent of the girl on stage or the girls on stage, however many there are. But for my skill set, because I have taken a pole dancing class and I was really bad, like, the instructor was pregnant. Like. And she was just flipping herself all around. She was like eight months pregnant. And I was just in awe in general. And then adding pregnancy on top of it, I was like, she's a superhero. Like, (laughs) I will only speak for myself on this. I can only mix a drink. Like, that's all I got. (laughs) That's all I have to offer. Yeah, so I am a horrible bartender as well. However... I feel like I could probably be taught to bartend before I could be taught to strip. Yes. So you could teach me how to make a Long Island iced tea before you could teach me how to flip myself upside down. I'm not going to be able to do that. Agreed. Um, (laughs) So one thing about strippers that I find fascinating, and I guess we should just stay on this topic, is their athletic ability. Like Mm -hmm. strippers are athletes try and change my mind for sure like their arm strength and core strength alone is incredible and their balance because they're walking around in really high heels oh my gosh yes and the ankle yeah toughness I don't know if that's a word but their ankle strength alone is impeccable absolutely and like they don't have thought they only have thigh gaps like their thighs don't touch And you know what? I never even thought about this till right now, but they have to deal with a lot of like gross men and they still just like deal with it, you know, just to get that check. And I applaud them. I would say that that is probably just more, uh, I mean, mental toughness for sure. Like if we're going on like a mental capacity of like being as ruthless as a chess player, 
because I watched Queen's Gambit and there is a lot of mental toughness in chess. Did you know that a chess, this is totally a sidebar, but a chess player will burn as many calories as a bodybuilder because of how their brain is working to anticipate the next play. The amount of articles I have read about chess since watching the Queen's Gambit is insane, but it is fascinating and I still can't play chess. (laughs) <laughs> why am I not super fit then because I overthink the shit out of everything I don't know because you're not doing it in a competitive fashion you're just doing it in the shower <laughs> I am definitely competitive with myself <laughs> so I think that counts hmm um yeah never mind <laughs> but yeah no a a stripper is an athlete they are yes. holding themselves up on something that is like the size of a calf like you're like leg calf not a baby cow and then um like a truly can. exactly <laughs> so they're holding themselves up by their thighs then you've got them like twirling themselves around these poles with their abs sometimes if there's a cross beam they're lifting their whole body up like they're doing an actual pull-up which i've never been able to do and sometimes they twirl themselves around backwards so that's back strength like what in the hell? It's literally acrobatics. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you give them a bouncy floor and they could be part of the Olympic gymnastics team. Not to discredit <laughs> a gymnast. But I'm just saying, like, there's not that many, like, there's not a drastic difference between the two in ability. It's just the platform in which they're using their athletic talent. Absolutely. So, um, there's that. And then didn't we talk about how, like, they're business savvy? Yes. Like, a lot of them, I don't know how, but recently I've been seeing a lot of, like, TikToks or, like, aftermath or whatever of, like, strippers. So, basically, them just, like, giving their tips and saying, like, how much money they made and whatever, what they do with the money. And it's, like, a lot of them save all their money and they buy a house or a car just, like, in cash and then they save all this money, open up businesses. Like, they're truly businesswomen. Yeah. 1,000%. Um, like, it doesn't matter if that's how you get your start or that's how you make your money. But, like, whenever they put it to use to, like, build a future, it's just amazing. Yeah. And, I mean, you hear all these stories about how, like, this, that, and the other, like, A lot of people who strip are very book smart. Yeah. Like, not only are they super business savvy, if you really dive in and think about it, but you also have people who are like, well, I'm hot. People pay to see hot people. So let me just take this creepy guy's money and pay for med school or pay for, like, whatever school they're going to, if that's what they're choosing to do. I don't even, I mean, society will look down on the person who does that as a full-on profession, but she's making a lot more than the guy who's giving her the dollars. I can tell you that right now. Absolutely. So, kudos to them. I know, like, they have to have, like, guts to be able to do that, too, you know? It's like, it's not just for anybody. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if we really think about it, they are... Well, they're doing a public service because you've got <laughs> horny men, bachelor parties, weirdos, like 
whatever is in a strip club. And I'm not, I mean, I would poo-poo the customer of a strip club before I poo-poo the stripper at a strip club. Right. However, like, so you've got that, like, ballsy to the max. She is naked or close to naked or he. And you've got people, like, oogling and ogling and, like, saying whatever they want to this person because they think that they're lesser than when really you're paying them to be there. So what's wrong with you? You're literally getting (laughs) exploited. But you're looking down on her or him? Mm. Yeah, like our strip clubs, I guess this is another way to look at it. Are they really for the customer or are they for the stripper? You know, like... Because who's really benefiting in these scenarios? The owner of the club. Well, <laughs> I guess that's true. Uh, but yeah. But yeah, like, society's like, oh, strippers, like, ew, gross, poor profession, like, blah, blah, blah. No. Absolutely not. And I don't know if maybe that's how it used to be a long time ago. Like, I don't really don't know. But like, in today's society... It's really completely opposite from that. Look, people pay for things. And if people, like, I am not anywhere near hot enough to be a stripper at all. I don't have abs. I can't dance. I don't like heels above, like, an inch and a half. Like, I would just not make a good stripper. Um, Aside from the fact that I took a class at a bachelorette party and was completely awful. <laughs> And, like, I just don't know if I could bite my tongue. Like, I can bite my tongue on a lot of things. And I can have a lot of conversations, et cetera, et cetera. But, like, somebody say something degrading to me while they're giving me a $100 bill. Like, I'm going to take the $100 bill and throw the drink on them. I didn't even think about that for you. Or I'm going to call Bob over <laughs> and Bob's going to be, like, six foot eight. And then homeboy who said something degrading after I took his money is going in the dumpster. Like, these are our options. Bouncer Bob. Bouncer Bob. (laughs) Oh, man. But I really, I don't think it's anything to be looked down on. And it kind of sucks that that's the perception of it because it's really, I don't have a good word for it, but I don't think it's It's hypocritical. degrading. Yeah. It's very hypocritical for somebody to look down on somebody else because of the profession in which they chose to do. Like, yeah, I mean, I really, I, I mean, I envy a stripper. There has not been a stripper that I've ever seen that did not have a rockin' body and a beautiful face. <laughs> it's true. And, and you know what? They, if they have kids or family, they get to spend time with their family because they work, what, 10, 8, 10 p.m. to 3 a.m. or something like that. So they get to be with their family all day and then they put their kids to bed or whatever and then go to work and then come home before they even get up. It's like awesome yeah and even that even like on a more fundamental level that kid is fed right exactly that kid's not hungry that kid's got clothes whatever like even if like somebody was if somebody resorted to that for any specific reason even just the livelihood of a child kudos to you why is that faux pod and looked down upon they're doing what they have to do to make sure that their family's cared for that is heroic Right, exactly. So that's that's 
I'm just saying. I feel like we had other tips about why we love strippers so much. Well, I think we did too. And I can just say some of the tips that I've seen like on TikTok. And again, I don't know how I get these videos. I don't know how you got the videos. But I've seen them. But I do remember how we came up with the conversation. I was driving and I was talking to you oh. on Bluetooth and I had driven past a strip club. And we went down a rabbit hole. Ah. <laughs> that sounds pretty accurate. <laughs> but, but I saw one video and it was two girls and they were friends. And they both worked at a strip club. And they said that they work at a strip club that's two and a half hours away from their town. Okay. And they drive together every other day or however often they work. So they always go together. So they always have a buddy. They're never alone. And they work far away. So that way it's pretty much guaranteed they're not going to run into anybody they know. And like Uncle Tom or whoever isn't just going to pop up at the strip club with his friends and you have to run to the back and hide. Well, yeah. And like not even because of the profession, but like I wouldn't want to show my uncle like that. Exactly. And that's, that's another thing. It's like, I think that that is so smart though. Yeah. Working oh, far away from where you live, because then you, if you are, I don't want to say like embarrassed or whatever, but if like, you don't want your kids, friends, moms or whatever to know, how are they going to know? I mean, I just think it's like a comfortability thing. Like there are certain people in this world who like, even in, like, relationships, like, if you think about it, like, there are certain people in this world that you dated and did not have sex with. I wasn't comfortable showing you mm-hmm. my naked body. I certainly don't want to show Uncle Jim. But that's <laughs> fucking weird. Yeah. Like, there are just some yeah, things that you want to keep private. And, like, that's not good for the club owner. That's not good for you or other strippers because then they could lose a customer if you think about it. All that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. I don't know why this... Coming at it from a business. Yeah. You know what, though? I will say that whoever came up with this idea is probably smarter than Jeff Bezos. And Jeff Bezos is pretty smart. But did you know that some strip clubs do brunch? Yes. A lot of strip clubs have, like, an unlimited buffet. Yeah. Which is super smart. Like, that's amazing. I mean, I don't know if they're good, but I know that they have them. I don't know if it even matters if the food is good, right? I don't know. The only time I've ever eaten at a strip club was the first time I went to one and I got cheese fries. <laughs> I've never eaten at a strip club before. I was drunk and hungry. Okay. Well, was this? Were they good? Oh, they were okay. Is this a story that I haven't told you yet? I'm not sure about my first strip club adventure. It's a pretty funny story. I feel like it sounds familiar, but our listeners might not know. So it is New Year's Eve. I don't even remember what year. And we were all hanging out at a friend's apartment and like in like downtown Arlington, maybe Arlington, Alexandria, Northern Virginia, somewhere. And we were all hanging out and everybody had coupled off except for me and two of my best guy friends. So I convinced everybody to stop playing beer pong and go downstairs to the restaurant that was at the bottom of the complex to do the free champagne toast. Now, we had all been drinking, having a good time, so everything was going to be in walking distance. We had no intention of going, like, out anywhere. But the party had gone from, like, 25 people to, like, seven. So um, 
two couples had paired off and then there were the three of us. Um, so we go downstairs and everybody's like going back upstairs and I'm like, I want to go back upstairs. I'm hungry. Like I want French fries. So we go to the street and we're like, all right, fine. Like we'll go walk and we'll go find French fries. And I was like, great. The other four, were going to go back upstairs and continue playing beer pong. So we go to like the corner to get ready to cross the street because we saw the golden arches for McDonald's. And we're like, great, we'll go get McDonald's. It'll be awesome. Well, McDonald's mm-hmm. is like two miles away. That's just not going to work. Across the street's a gas station and a 7-Eleven. And I was like, 7-Eleven. I was like, they have potato wedges. It's close enough. Let's go to 7-Eleven. So we go across the street to 7-Eleven. And as we're walking up to 7-Eleven, a strip club is attached to the 7-Eleven. So I have on a sequence dress because it is New Year's Eve. And I have a big old top hat on that says Happy New Year. (laughs) We get in for free. I think because the bouncer mistaken me for a stripper. Because this is a very low, low level strip club. And I mean, it's attached to a 7-Eleven. And my two friends. So we go in, we sit down, we have a booth right next to the stage. And the boys are obviously watching the strippers. And then I'm in front and my back is to them. And some of these girls were twirling and lifting themselves up and like shimming across the crossbar. It was some amazing acrobatics. I'm not even going to lie. So then we got food (laughs) and none of us had ever been to a strip club before. So the girls have like their bag for cash and tips that they carry around because that's how they collect it because I mean they can't fit it anywhere else they're wearing like mm-hmm. like um they're wearing pretty much like dental floss and Garters. and pasties <laughs> and whatever else they've got on which also strippers are probably the most confident people in the world like iconic Absolutely. I don't even wear a bikini let alone just pasties so um the girls are coming over to like flirt with my guy friends and like they don't know what to do and I was like she's expecting a tip and like so they had to just like keep looking away because like none of us had cash on us none of us were expecting to go to a strip club we were completely unprepared so finally I guess it got around that like we were the cheapskate table but it was really funny and then we go back to the apartment and they were like where have you guys been and I was like we were at a strip club and everybody was like, I would have gone with you. And we were like, sorry. It was very funny. Shouldn't a couple yeah. off? Well, I mean, now both both couples are actually married. So it worked out really well for them. But it was like, really <laughs> funny. That's hilarious. Mm-hmm. One time I went to a strip club and they do, they walk around, they like, I was with some friends or whatever. And the stripper goes up and she tries to like shake everyone's hand at the table. And I was like, I am not shaking her hand. I just saw where her hand was on her body on the stage, girl. I was like, no, thank you. But it was like, I write like, I don't know, a year later, maybe I went to a liquor store and I saw this girl at the cash register. I'm like, she looks so familiar. Why do I know her? And like a few days later, I was like, that was Trashy Abby. Like I knew it. Is that her name? That was, that was her stage name, Trashy Abby. And I was like, amazing. I just that is yeah. funny. But also, just a side note, I wasn't being rude. I don't really shake hands with people in general because I don't like germs. 
but I literally saw where she had her hand. I was not about to shake her hand up for that. That's fair. Um, I fell asleep at a strip <laughs> club once. Uh, how? We were in Vegas. We've been drinking all day. I don't think I'd actually slept. And the couch was really comfortable. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm such, like, a germophobic person. Like, I don't even like to sit down at places like that. I, I mean, it was in Vegas. So, like, it was, like it was probably cleaner than the restaurants. Yeah, I guess I that's true. I would say true. that a strip club's pretty clean. Like, the pole gets wiped down well, after every person goes on it. Like, everything. I'm just, in my mind, I'm seeing, like, these skeezy guys sitting there. Who knows what's going oh, on? the clientele is probably downstairs. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm like, uh, sitting on one of them couches might not be the best That's for fair. me. I mean, <laughs> it was funny because we were in Vegas and we went to a strip club and I was with some friends of mine and one got a lap dance. So off they went. Then the other two were just like really enjoying the girl in front of it. She was very good. And we were like, we weren't in a private room. But the girls would do, like, a cycle, like, from room to room around the strip club. Like, that's just how, like, Mm -hmm. the building was designed. And this one girl, she was really good. And, like, they all hit it off. And I woke up from my 20-minute nap where, like, I'm resting on my friend's shoulder. And her girlfriend at the time and the stripper and the three of them are just hitting it off. And I'm, like, sawing logs. I wake up and she's like, good morning. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I was like, that was not a reflection of you. I was like, I just don't think I've slept in, like, 16 hours and i've been drinking all day that's hilarious you would apologize to the stripper for yeah not i don't being i want to be present. rude that was not a reflection of her <laughs> at all that that's was so i bet i've been drinking since 8 a.m because the drinks <laughs> were almost free so yeah i love that well then as we were leaving that strip club the friend who got a lap dance. So because we were in Vegas and he was just spending money left and right because he had saved up all this money for this trip because it was a work trip and whatever else. I think he didn't tell his bank. And so with the numerous transactions, oh. like I think it was too many at an odd time. Um, his bank cut off his card. Called a different friend of ours, oh, which man. we don't know how that happened. And he tried to pay because he bought a bottle of alcohol and got the lap dance. Well, he then tried to pay her with the bottle, and that's not how that works. And then he, like, got sassy with the bouncer, and I was like, and we're going to die. I was like, and this is how we're going to die. Um, so I, took, I paid for the – they took us back to the hotel in a limo. Which was really funny. Um, he kept wow. his bottle. I forget how it got paid for. I think when our friend answered the phone, she like validated where he was or whatever. But it was so weird. It was like, why did they call me? And it wasn't me that they called, but it was another friend that we met up with the next morning. And it was mm-hmm. just like this big rigmarole. And it was just hilarious. <laughs> um, but then I had to break my $100 bill that I had to pay the guy because my other friend is just like nine sheets to the wind and so I have the he's like a label where he's from so you can tell that he's from a strip club 
And I have to walk past like work executives to go to this cash machine to break up my $100 bill to pay the guy. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. And then I have to get my friend back up to his hotel room before I go to my hotel room because he's going to fall over and die. And it was just, it was so funny. What a work trip that was. <laughs> I've never been to Vegas and I'm like dying to Vegas go. Vegas is fun. I love gambling, not like in a 1-800-GAMBLER scenario, but like I love penny slots. And I don't know if I've talked about this before, but like. I don't think so. I just am obsessed with it. I go to the casino maybe like one time a year, so I'm not like that obsessed with it. But when I do get the chance to go, I really love it. I went to the casino with a roommate of mine and like the one close to our apartment. And we each had a $20 bill and we like broke even. I think we made $7 between the two of us. And I remember being (laughs) at the slot machine and I was like down to like $1.27 or whatever. And it just kept going up and up and up. And when like, and we just kept yelling. And I think people thought we thought we hit the jackpot. We were just really happy to break even. (laughs) And yeah, you made 20 27 Cause then we took, we cashed out, we broke even and we then gambled the seven dollars away but we didn't lose any money and it was just really funny but like yeah. we were just so excited to like make all our money back it went from a dollar 27 to 24 dollars or whatever it was oh it was so funny I love that I do that too I take like 20 bucks 30 bucks whatever and then once it's gone like I mm-hmm. stop playing and like I'll just watch my friends play or whatever but like I I just, I don't like spending money. I'm really cheap on certain things, but like, I like to have a good time. You are frugal. Lady never says she's cheap. I cannot say that I'm frugal in good conscience because I'm definitely not. I'm cheap. (laughs) Because I'll spend money on some stuff, but like other stuff, I won't. Because I'm like, well, I'm not going to get anything out of this. Like, yeah, I could potentially win, but chances are like, I'm not going to win. So... Like, I'm not going to put 100 bucks into a slot machine. Yeah. The people that win big in gambling also take really big risks. And so I get it. But, like, I'm not that much of a risk taker. Not with my money, anyway. No. Definitely not. And, like, you you have to put a lot in to make anything, which I'm not comfortable doing that. So I'm just fine with it. Just getting my beer sitting there hitting the colorful buttons <laughs> till it says zero and then I get up till it says zero <laughs> the colorful buttons we ran around like looking for the one where you like pulled the lever because I was like I want to pull a lever I was like I don't have ah, to do it long I was like I just want to yeah. do it once and then we went to the one where you hit the button I just pick the ones that look fun and like the ones that have like the pretty pictures on them or yeah whatever I agree it's more of like an immersive experience really versus like playing for the money yeah for me. No, I would agree I like to go find like the fun looking machine or the one with a theme or the good music or something they're just fun mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never won anything before like never but I've went with people before and they go up to a machine put like a dollar in hit the button 
and won like $1,300. I'm like, how do you do that? I could be here all day and lose $1,300 I think that's just, before that's I won. That's just like anything. law of averages of the previous person who gave up. Because like every slot machine has like a certain like, amount of wins in it if you look at the math. Yeah. But then I'm mad. I'm like, well, why couldn't I have just gravitated towards that one and hit the button? Like I had to go to the one right, right. beside it. Like, Or why luck. did I let you take that <laughs> turn? That could have been my turn. I know. And I'm like, you can at least buy me a drink because that should have been my $1,300. You can afford a drink for me now. You should give it to me anyway. Yeah, like dinner is on you, ma'am. Absolutely. (laughs) My grandparents used to save up for like gambling when they would go on vacation. They would like save up a certain amount of money and that was like their gambling money. And it was like, this is for the intent to gamble because they enjoyed it. But they didn't want to, like, use their actual money for it. So they would, like, save a gambling yeah. pot. <clears throat> and once that money was gone, they didn't continue to go to the casino. Um, but, like, they had money distinguishedly set aside. Not distinguishedly, but specifically set aside for gambling. <laughs> I, like, I want to go to Atlantic City so Ugh. bad. I loved it. Love it there. And... I've had this, like, weird notion. I get in these moods, but, like, I've had this weird notion that I want to go to a rainforest cafe. I I love their pizza. See, their food is, like, really not even that great, but I love an immersive experience, and that is definitely one. Like, it rains in there, and, like, the animals and noises and stuff. It's, like, um, incredible. Like, you feel like you are in the rainforest at a cafe, which is basically where the name comes from, right? So... I'm just like, I went to the one in Atlantic City for my bachelorette party and had a complete blast. So I just want to go to Atlantic City, go to the Rainforest Cafe, go to the casino, go to the boardwalk. They used to be in airports all the time. Like a Rainforest Cafe was like a trademark for an airport. Yeah. Really? And now they're not. The only one I've ever been to was that one and then the one at Animal oh, Kingdom. Oh, I used to go to them all the time. And that's the only reason I know that they used to be at a lot of airports because I would go constantly. Like, it was like one or two, three times a summer. Whether we were picking somebody up, dropping somebody off, like, when you could, like, walk your family to the gate or, like, your family could meet you at the gate. Yeah. You know, before everybody got crazy. Um, was that at BWI? may have been. I don't remember which airport, but I remember being at airports and going to Rainforest Cafe. And I also remember them being, like, standalone restaurants places, because I used to go for my birthday a lot. I don't know. I've never really seen one, like, in the wild. I've only seen them, like, at themed places. In the wild. Yeah. It's kind of funny, because it's a Rainforest Cafe. You'd think you'd see it in the wild. But I know what you mean. Like, it's not, like, (laughs) Applebee's, Olive Garden, Rainforest Cafe. Like, on the side of a road. Right, exactly. You don't see it beside the Olive Garden Red Lobster. You should, but you don't. (laughs) Oh, man. We should definitely plan a trip to Atlantic City. City. I want to go. Because it's dirty. Why? Okay, but it has everything. It has the beach. It has the boardwalk. It has the casinos. It has the nightlife. 
I mean, what else is I there? mean, you're not wrong. But I also don't like Ocean City, so. Well, nobody likes Ocean City. We go there out of necessity. Touche. Wow, we really digressed that conversation. We're talking about crappy beaches after talking about great strippers. <laughs> well, you know, one thing leads to another. And you said about Vegas, and it made me think about Atlantic City, which led me down the path of a rainforest cafe. There so. we go. It all comes full circle. What if they had strippers at the rainforest cafe? And they had like, oh my gosh, could you imagine? That would be there incredible. There would probably be kids in there, but. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Oh man. And like making it rain would be a whole Making new it rain in numerous ways. Meaning. Condensation yes. and in dollar bills. <laughs> I mean, there's a new business venture for anybody that wants it. You're welcome. We would just like 10%. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, don't sell us short at 10%. That was the idea that I just, we had. So it's going to have to be more like um, one third partner. Does that mean you're a third, I'm a third, and then they're a third? Or are we a third at the same time and then we split that in half? We are Got each it. a third. Love that. Um, I'm here for it. I I watch a lot of Shark Tank, so I think that I could definitely be an entrepreneur, but you like to sleep? Not quite. <laughs> yeah. I think I would like to be the shark. Like I would want to make the deals, but I don't want to be like the one like I'm more of a silent partner, as we have definitely noticed throughout this podcast it's just because I'm talkative but (laughs) I'm more of a listener so I will be the silent partner I hate negotiation which is weird Mm. because I'm in sales however I would not work like I would not not that I wouldn't work if I had to work I would of course but I would not be able to survive and live in a country where everything is based off of negotiation and like bartering, like how people barter goods. I would not survive. I'd be broke. I think I'm a little bit shysty. I think I would, I would come out on top. Nope. I would not. They'd be like, this is $50. And I'd be like, okay. <laughs> like, No, I grew up with parents and grandparents that took me to flea mm. markets and I knew how to get a deal. I'm like, listen, mister, I'm five years old. I only have a dollar. And they're like, okay, that's fine. And I'm like, do you have change for a five? Like what a little bargain hunter. Okay. But a flea market is just a whole bunch of stuff you don't need. Tell that <laughs> to me because I love buying crap. Like- I've been to a lot of flea markets and they're very fun to walk around to see like what people have created or what they've come up with. But half of that stuff is garbage. I'm not knocking the hustle. I'm not knocking the business business savvy piece of it, but 90% of it is garbage. I have a really ugly t-shirt in my head in the forefront of my brain that you knew came from a flea market. (laughs) And it was always like, Popeye, black and white, and like with a cigar out of his mouth. Like, 
on a black t-shirt. <laughs> and it's yeah. a gangsta at the bottom. Like, that came from a flea market. I'm not knocking the yes. person that made the shirt. I'm knocking the person that purchased the shirt. Do you remember the ones that was like SpongeBob with like the chain and, and like the, the tattoos grills. all over him? <laughs> like, that is hilarious. That's a flea market shirt. It is. <laughs> oh man, that's amazing. I hated those t-shirts. Oh, <laughs> Betty Boop, Lola Bunny. There was like a Space Jam one. Ugh. Bleh. <laughs> The Betty Boop one, I totally. Well, Betty Boop was already sexy. They just put (laughs) tattoos on her. Oh my gosh! And like, I totally forgot about the Looney Tunes merchandise. Oh my goodness gracious! And then you got Taz with grills and a chain, and like they put them like in a headband or something. Ridiculous! So (laughs) ugly. (laughs) See, like my. My experience with flea markets was, like, in Amish country. So, like, mine was very different. They were in the Amish country. The Amish country owned the land that the flea market was held on. The Amish were there with their puppy mill puppies and goats and ducks and stuff. (laughs) Well, the one that I went to was always super small. And it was more just, like, baked goods, farm fresh produce, maybe, like, a hand-woven blanket the like stuff, stuff the like Amish that. produced was the best thing that you can get at a flea market. Probably still is. However, that stuff was great. Love me some Amish bread and baked goods. Those <laughs> women know exactly what they're doing. But everybody else at the flea market, because the flea market, like, where I'm from, there are smaller ones for sure. Um, But it's got, like, tin roof. Like, it's an establishment. And you've got, like, 20 vendors in three ah. different rows of things like everybody goes there on a Saturday you're either selling something or buying something you've got CDs DVDs these ugly t-shirts phone cases it's everything you know like the vendors in the strip that we have here in Pittsburgh that sit outside the stores or like the um, souvenir Mm -hmm. shops not everybody's a souvenir shop in the flea market that I'm with but imagine all of the kind of stuff that they sell in all of them just flea market you got leggings you got jewelry you got phone cases oh my lanta it's it's kind of overstimulating there was always like random like knife setups with like american flags and stuff yep you got all the cases for all your random things that like nobody's ever gonna see but yours has to look cool if you ever have to pull it out stupid crap it's all crap I didn't didn't know I struck a nerve here. I mean, I love a flea market. market. I love the good stuff at a flea market, like the baked goods, but ugly t-shirts and stupid stuff for the blade of your knife that nobody's going to see that lives in your back pocket. Ridiculous. Well, I know what I'm getting you for your birthday, and it is a matching Popeye cigar nope, t-shirt. Absolutely not. Don't want it. Don't want it at all. Well, then I will get the Betty Boop tattooed No, I don't want Sponge that Bob one. I don't want this t-shirt. Because if you get it for me, I'm going to make Dan wear it, and Dan's not going to wear it. We're what not getting those. Want... 
I'm literally adding to cart right now on Amazon. I'm not telling you because I don't want it. <laughs> Extra small. <laughs> Give it to Tori. Okay, perfect. <laughs> All right. I think it's time to let these people get Sounds back to their to lives. Me. All right. Well, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at truly underscore honest KL. Let us know what you think. Um, follow us on any type of podcast platform that you listen to us on. Don't forget us to rate us five stars because you know you want Bye, to. Everybody. And we'll see you next week. Don't forget to be. Yay!